of speakers here. What are you doing? You left the buzzer in Liverpool again. Hey, John, you left the buzzer in Liverpool. <laughs> it's the Beatles having that, a conversation. Really? That was... I see. I've come up with a thing that I think the Beatles had a buzzer. You think the Beatles had a buzzer? And then they somebody left the buzzer in Liverpool when they went on tour, and that's why they turned to the sitar. Where do they use the sitar? They had a whole album where they used the sitar. George Harrison... Uh, and Ravi George, Shank- George? George Harrison and Ravi Shankar, yeah. who you should know because he's in crossword puzzles all the time. Yes. He and Isai Morales, they're yes. like this. Yes. Uh, and uh, so they. What other sounds do you have on that thing? That thing? You mean <laughs> the iPhone? What is that? It's <laughs> what is that thing? What is the soap shaped thing what you have? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what was <laughs> Never that? We're trying to find a get a. Yeah, uh, we don't have a buzzer, so, so we're, we're... going to get a noise for the the uh, thing. Yeah, we'll figure it out by the time that happens. Yeah, somebody in the office will have figured out what to do. Yes. This is uh, fill me in. My name is Brian Simmet. I am a Ryan Hecht. Why is it that when I enunciate, it just sort of it just sort of sounds normal, and when you enunciate, it sounds like you're making fun of me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Why is that? I come, came second. Okay, but you're Possible. older than I am. I am older than you. I am. Old man. I am. You have a birthday coming up, don't you? I do. Yeah, you do. I do. Ladies and gentlemen, in a few short weeks, it will be Ryan's birthday. It will. And I will be old. He will be. He'll be old. One year older than he is now. This <sighs> is a crossword podcast. It is. I am in a good mood. <laughs> Ryan is feeling old. We are off to a strong, strong start. Oh, God. That's right. So coming up on today's show, we have uh, well, we have news from the Oracle. It's not really answers. We have uh, new material on our blog, and uh, it seems that Brian Wilson has finally, finally made it into a crossword puzzle. He and his fake beard. That's right. And it's all happening on this program, Fill Me In, episode 125, in about 11 seconds. Square. Is that a square or something? It's a cube. It's a cube of something, isn't it? It's a cube of uh, 15. You're talking over the music, but it's a cube. It's a cube of 15. It's a cube of 5. 5 times 5 is 25 times 5. It's a cube of 5. <laughs> you're, yes. You're, you're impressed I knew that it was a cube, though. Uh, well, you started by thinking it was a square, so I'm well, actually I, less impressed. I, I had to run it through my mind, and I realized, oh, it's a cube. It's also a magic number. One plus two plus five, 125. <laughs> I'm glad that you've learned how magic numbers work. There you go. It's also a Punnett square. You remember <laughs> Punnett squares? I remember you trying to talk about Pythagorean squares. Pythagorean squares. I sure. don't well, remember Punnett squares. Punnett squares, aren't they? No. It's Gregor Mendel. Gregor Mendel, that's how... Grelling Nelson. <laughs> that's how, that's how he, 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 he had sex with peas. And then he was what? able to he was able to find out hereditary. I'm sorry, what? Gregor Mendel was a monk who had sex with peas. <laughs> oh my god. And that's how he figured out how hereditation works. <laughs> <laughs> hereditation. I'm telling you, I read about it. Okay. I read about that all of this. That means it must did you read it on the internet? Because everything on the internet no, is. No, I true. learned this in school. 
Okay. High in, school. In your history, online history class? <laughs> in my online history class. Yeah? Which, is, which continues the history to be horrible. It does? Yeah, it does. Here's a question for all you college professors out there. If I have a problem with a history professor and she stinks... Could I? Should I complain to somebody, or should I not complain to somebody? Should I? If I'm, I'm getting an A at this point, should I just let it go and not complain? Brian Civic, yes. Yes, uh, I would like to say I had my hand raised. That's why Ryan yes. called on me. I realize the visual aspect of that doesn't <laughs> exist here. Uh, I, as a college professor, uh-huh. think you should not do anything. Okay, about it. that's probably what I'm leaning towards. But anybody else who has any other bits of advice, I just think that this weird element of the human condition that that we feel obligated to call other people out for their wrongs when it serves us in no way whatsoever. I, I just think that but, that's kind of pointless. Well, maybe it's but but I I feel like. I've wasted my money to a certain extent. I mean, I'm still getting credit for because it. Because you think for your money, you, you have earned the right to no. be snotty to this teacher? No, I think for my money, I've earned the right for the teacher to teach me something. That's are, what I paid are my you money Are you learning for. anything? Not from the teacher. From the class? From the book. So you paid for the right to the book. <laughs> I, but I, the book was extra. Oh, then I don't know what. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like in any other walk of life, if I had paid this amount of money and I was not getting the service that I paid for, I would complain and get my money back. So, but fine. That's, that's impossible to do. Yes, it is. So, anyway, I just don't think I think I could prevent. But that's not why you want to complain. No, I you wa- want to complain because you think the teacher's doing a poor job, and I don't. And you want to make her aware that you think she's no, doing a poor job. I want her to not teach this class anymore. And why? You're never going to take it again. But why waste other people's money? If That's I could, not your responsibility. I'm not saying it's my responsibility, but if I could prevent her from teaching the class again and not have other people waste their money, it would make me feel good. It would? Yeah. Then the teacher would come after you with a gun and kill you. No, she wouldn't. Maybe she would. She might. It's possible. But I bet you she'd miss. Because she's just that bad. <laughs> would it be a near miss? <laughs> it would be. Oh. Oh. oh, oh okay, let's not oh. do that. Why don't you get us started? Viewer mail, opening it up. We have a very, uh, a very Hirsch heavy. Hirsch heavy. Hirsch heavy. Our first viewer mail comes to us from Nicole Hirsch. Nicole Hirsch, something Jared, something numbers. The email is titled Lines. She says, in California, we teach kids in geometry that two points uniquely determine a line and three points make a plane. What do you think about that? Um, I'm not a should pilot. I read, should I read the whole thing and then we'll go back point by point or Let's what? Let's go back point by point. All right. Get it all out there. All right. Fine. So there's that. Also, I think apple pie a la mode is one dessert, especially if the ice cream is on top of the pie. I think that pie and ice cream are two separate desserts. I like what someone said on the blog that if they are billed separately, they are two desserts. Are you planning on naming Lollapazula 4 Lollapazula Hirsch? We will call our child Lollapazoola as a pet name, especially if you name the tournament after our child. We're both doing well, by the way. I feel like we read this about this last week. Well, we've we talked on and off about calling the child Lollapazoola. Maybe we read that last part. I don't think we did. Really? I, I think mean, we just talked about the fact that they were with child and that we thought they should call their baby. We thought that they should call their baby Lollapazoola. Because they we think they it. conceived it shortly after Lollapazoola. Uh, or during Lollapazoola. Or maybe during. Maybe during. It's possible. Maybe that's what um, that beeping noise was. <laughs> maybe. I think it was. <laughs> um, 
But they're turning the question on us because we asked them if they were going to name their child after the tournament. They're now asking us if we're going to name the tournament after their child. Ah, well, uh, the answer is no. No, well, here's the oh. deal. The, oh, okay. the, the baby. Is, the answer is, is maybe. The baby is happening before Lollapazula. That's true. So, it, the ball is in their court. Sort of, except we are likely to name our tournament before they have their baby. I tell you because what. Because we've decided, we decided this year that we were going to promote Lollapazula at the ACPT, which is before their baby comes out. All right. Because we have to hand out flyers in the middle of March, which is two months before their baby is due. All right. If they legally name their child Lollapazula Hirsch, I will legally change the name of Lollapazula 4 to Lollapazula Hirsch. All right. That sounds good. All right. You know, in, in multiple emails from Nicole, she has signed the emails Nicole and Fetus Pazula and Lollapazitas. <laughs> Lollapazitas? Yeah. I like that. I like Lollapazitas. I think that one's good. Uh, anyway, uh, going back to the other points, uh, pie and ice cream to me is still one dessert. Nicole says pie a la mode is one dessert, but pie, if listed as pie and ice cream, it's two desserts. If listed as pie a la mode, it's one dessert. This is how what I agree with listed? this. What do you mean listed? In the menu. What if you have it at home? It's because it was in a puzzle that a ghost's favorite dessert was pie and I ice cream. I understand why, but... So it, that's where it's listed. It's listed in the answers to a puzzle. That's where it's listed. It's, and, <laughs> but the, 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 the puzzle wasn't a menu. You weren't at a restaurant. It doesn't matter. You, didn't, you, you didn't, asked where are the desserts listed. I'm telling you the desserts are listed in the puzzle. You didn't order, in the grid of the puzzle. Or, order a Melot. You didn't order a Melot for dinner and then a pie and ice cream for dessert. No. It's not a menu. You're no, ar- I know it's you're not You're arguing a menu. meaninglessness. It, it's in the puzzle. It was answers in the puzzle. If it's listed in the puzzle, she's saying if it is listed anywhere, a menu or a puzzle, as pie and ice cream, it's two desserts. There, which supports my argument. There is a sandwich place in yeah. the Bronx uh-huh. that has all their... They have about 150 different sandwiches. They're all named after prominent Italians. Okay. Uh, and uh, they all have little puns after them. Okay. This is just speaking of menus. So there's a Joe Torre... Uh, and, and then it says, it's a championship sandwich. And then there's a timeless sorter. It says, you can't dodge this one. Okay, so why is it that you talk about prominent Italians, uh-huh. and the first two and so far only examples you've given are former managers of the Los Angeles Dodgers? A, I was about to give you another one. I just one. think it's interesting that the first two names you suggest are both managers of the Dodgers. Hardly prominent Italians. Prominent baseball gen, uh, gentlemen. But, uh, I believe not... Timeless Sword is a pretty prominent Italian. I don't know. He's a prominent uh, spokesman for SlimFast. I think just about non-baseball fans know who Timeless Sword is. Because of the SlimFast commercials. No, because, not because he's, he's Italian. He's been a public figure. You talk about prominent Italians, he's... and I'm thinking of, like, the Pope. The Pope? He's German. The Pope is Vatican. The Pope is... In... Vatican is in Italy. All right, fine. It's a different well, country. I... It's in Italy. No, it's a different country. It's in Italy. It's surrounded by Italy. So he's but now, it's, it's, now he's Italian. No, it's its own country, though. They have their own well, not currency. not this pope. Previous popes. <laughs> Aren't any of the popes Italian? I think the popes are Italian. Some of them were. They're not all Italian? No. Really? This new pope. Pope, uh... Pope German? Pope German. He's German. Pope German the 10th? <laughs> anyway, there's another sandwich called... Mussolini. The... He's Italian. Yeah, he was a good pope. All right. But he was an Italian. He's a prominent Italian. You're right. He was, a, right. He was a good Italian pope. All right, then. Okay. I think we've offended... How about Verdi? <laughs> Verdi was a Verdi good pope. was a prominent Italian. He wasn't yeah. a pope. He was a composer. He wrote operas. What, did he? Yeah. 
Operas? Wrote Aida. Did he? I thought that was Elton John. Elton John adapted Verdi's Aida into a horrible, horrible musical. <laughs> Verdi's Aida. Yep. I had that. It is, he gave a little lotion. He yeah. just put that right Is that off. sandwich number three right after the champion Well, there's sandwich? also the Tony Danza. And then after the Tony Danza, it These says... These are not prominent it Italians. It says, who's the boss? This sandwich is the boss. Does it say it in that voice? It does. Okay. Moving on. Thank you, Nicole, for talking about sandwiches. Turning Spork is, has our next viewer Turning. mail. Tuning Spork. Tuning, sorry, sorry, Spork. Uh, tuning Spork. What's what's Tuning Spork's real name? We met him at the uh, Lollapalooza. I don't know if we're allowed ACPC. to say Tuning Spork's oh, real name. Never is mind. Tuning Spork a secret name? Or is it a cover-up? Are we allowed to talk about you? We, 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 we won't do it right now. Okay. Ah, he says. He says, ah, but is vodka and orange juice two drinks, are, or are they one screwdriver? I think that vodka and orange juice are two drinks, but if you mix them together, you make a screwdriver. You're not mixing pie and ice cream. It's sure not like are. you're dumping them in a... No, not the way you mix vodka and orange juice in a glass. It's true. Vodka and orange juice in a glass, and you stir it around, and you, you blend it into one thing. You're not blending pie and ice cream into one Let thing. Let me read the next paragraph here. What is the difference between and and with when it comes to drinks and desserts? Perhaps, Brian, you are thinking of the pie and ice cream sitting next to each other on the dish. But... What if the ice cream were plopped on top of the pie, began to melt, and soak the upper crust to the point where the ice cream and the pie became one inseparable entity? I would call that pie a la mode and say it is one dessert. Fair enough. I'm not talking about the physical presentation of the food. I'm saying that in that puzzle, booberry pie and ice cream were indicated as the pun punchline to the joke, what is a ghost's favorite dessert? And the way it's phrased is two things. It's not one thing. Pie a la mode, one thing. Pie and ice cream, two things. I disagree. Semantics of language. I disagree. The semantics of syntax. Disagree. Syntactical semanticals. <laughs> That's what we have going on here. All right. Our next viewer mail is from John Delphin. Sao Tome and Principe is one country. Okay. As is Trinidad and Tobago, one country. Okay. Two islands, but one country. Okay. Antigua and Barbuda, one country. One country? One country. <laughs> John Delphin, uh, Vassar, class of 1976, uh, has said to us, Last week on The Best I Ever Ate, the theme was The Best I Ever Ate with Chopsticks, and Ipudo, a ramen restaurant, was featured. Ipudo. Have you been to Ipudo? No. Am I saying it right? Ipudo? 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 I don't know how you're pronouncing it. I do... You don't know how I'm pronouncing it? I don't know how you're pronouncing it in relation to the correctness of the pronunciation. (laughs) Uh, Well, you should go there. It's at 65 4th Avenue. I'll go. I didn't know there was a 4th Avenue. There's a 4th Avenue at some... I thought it went, you know, like 7th, 6th, 5th, Park, Madison... Near the Union Square area, all of a sudden 4th Avenue is there. And then it disappears. What's up with that? I don't know. Hmm. Nicole Hirsch talks what? about ramen. Wait, we already had him. We have two Nicole Hirsch yes. viewer meals. Okay. And this one is also about ramen. Excellent. I, I like don't ramen. remember, she says. I don't remember if you mentioned this in a previous podcast. I am a completist, but we all know about my memory skills. Yes. Do we? Yes, she does not have good memory skills. Inter- interesting. Don't you remember our first, our like introduction to Nicole was that she was claiming things did or didn't happen on previous podcasts. Oh yes, and then couldn't identify which episodes they were and had I don't no have, substantive proof. I don't have very good memory skills either. Oh, okay. 
Uh, but, she says, have you ever had ramen noodles raw? You. The very day before your podcast came out, I was on recess duty. Wow. <laughs> duty. <laughs> and I saw a fifth grader walking around with an open package of top ramen. He was just eating the noodles out of the package. I guess he opened the seasoning pack and sprinkled it on. This seems very weird to me. Since you are the experts on ramen, I was wondering if this was either A, normal normal behavior, B, acceptable be accept, acceptable, is that? That's not how you spell that. That's not, but you could still say it right. <laughs> acceptable uh-huh. uh, behavior, or C, neither. I would... Uh, to just uh, either in the knee, uh, I would never think to eat raw pasta right out of the package. Why ramen? Okay, now why, as you're reading Nicole's email, do you have to be judgmental about her sentence structure? <laughs> no, it's just All funny. right, she's written us two emails, and she's pregnant with Lollapazitas. Let's give her a break. <laughs> oh, I do give All her right, a let's break. Let's give her a break. I give her a break. She is, she consider her broke. Okay. Oh, dear. Uh, Jared, your wife is broke. Uh, I would not eat. That, that sounds raw. disgusting to me. It sounds I, disgusting. It, I don't even... It seems too hard to eat. I have seen this happen firsthand. Have you? Yes. Over this past summer, my <laughs> nephew, Riley Carrington, stayed with us, and he ate ramen noodles raw out of the package. That does not surprise me. In fact, what Riley would do was take the package of ramen, take the noodles out of the plastic, and put them in a Tupperware container, and then crush them up. And then sprinkle the seasoning on it, and then put the lid on the Tupperware and shake it up, and then just eat out the little nuggets of supposedly seasoned, uncooked noodles. That is disgusting. I think this sounds horrible. They actually are cooked. They're just dried. Fine. They're still... No, it's gross. No, I'm not saying... I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying that technically they are fully cooked. Okay. That's why there's so much fat in ramen, because the, the noodles are deep fried. They are? Yes. That's why when you look in the back of the package and you see that they've got a billion grams of fat. I've never noticed that. Yeah, they have a billion grams of fat. Really? Yeah, they're horrible for you. Really? They have as much salt for a week, and they have as much fat as a Big Mac. All right, I'm never eating them again. (laughs) But they are fully cooked. Uh, Our final viewer mail comes to us from Jared Hirsch. Uh, Jared Hirsch. uh, This does not sound like Jared Hirsch, if you ask me. I think there's something up. Jared Hurst says, Hi, long time no seeing you. There is good news I want to share. For a long time I want to buy a laptop, one that is high quality but low price. This morning I got my laptop just one week after I put the order on the site. The site has many kinds of electric products like mobile phones, TV, games, and so on. All of the products are original and brand new. You can see it yourself in your spare time. I believe you won't disappoint and get some surprises. The laptop I get is really high quality and it arrives me so quickly. Hope you can get what you want on the site, too. Best regard. So Jared needs a laptop. Yeah, apparently. He also needs to protect his passwords a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to get a Kinect. That's what I want. Okay. For the Xbox. Go for it. Does anybody have a Kinect? What do, what, what do you guys think of it? I want one. I don't know if my apartment is big enough. No. It says you need a long space. I think you need more room. But I'd get one anyway. Okay, you go for it. Viewer mail, closing it up. Ooh. Little, I had the melody a little bit like there. That? It's different. Yeah, a little, a little, uh, that's how Robbie Shankar would do it. The last new information that we can share is on someone else's blog, Ben Bass. Ben Bass. He has written a Pleasantville tournament recap. We kind of called him out for having not done this. But now he uh, has. But now he has. So go to his site, Ben Bass and Beyond. 
and uh, check out his ben post Bess on the... Ben Bess is tall? Yep, very I tall. I believe he's a lawyer. Might be. And uh, he is a tall lawyer. Okay. He's like Lincoln. He is. He is just like Lincoln. <laughs> he's got the beard. Yeah. Ben, at the next ACPT, I want to see that Lincoln beard, so start yes. growing it now. And the top hat? Yep. Bring the top hat. Uh, so... How come nobody wears a top hat at the ACPT? Uh, maybe uh, Jim Jarmusch will wear Uh Jim Janista? Sure. No, Who's Jim Jarmusch? Jar- Jar- he's, he's a director. Jim Janista is the guy who always wears the fun costumes. Have you ever spoken to Jim Janista? I don't think that I have. No, I've, I. I've seen him from afar and admired his costumes. I've talked about him, but I don't think I've ever talked to him. No. Should we talk to him at this year's ACPT? I don't know. Really? Jim Janista, do you listen to this show? If you do, write to us. If you write to us, we'll talk to you. Uh, the Week is a magazine that uh, in which uh, Peter Gordon and Tuple Threat, Commissioner Peter Gordon and Tuple Threat, uh, is uh, the constructor and editor of the uh, crossword. And he said that he was going to put a clue about Brian Wilson, the fake bearded yes. Giants pitcher dude. Yep. And he says, I write the puzzle for The Week on Thursday night into the wee hours of Friday. Oh, he was. we thought he was going to do it last week. Right. So apparently he wrote it last week, but it's coming out. It came out this, this week. week. Something like but that. Which technically is last week when you're listening to this now. Okay. What happened? Now? Just then. You missed it. You've done that on the show before. Spaceballs? Yeah. You've done I, that on I? this show before. Have I? Yeah. Love Spaceballs. Yeah, Spaceballs rules. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ah, oh, It's pretty good. It's really the last Mel Brooks really funny movie. Yeah. Because Dracula Dead and Loving It was not very good. No, nope. but Spaceballs is awesome. Spaceballs was great. Had anyway. a great cast: Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, John Candy, Daphne Zuniga. Yeah, she Joan Rivers. Great. Oh, Joan Rivers as C three PO. That's right. Yeah, she was. I think she was Dot. Dot. Dot Matrix. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And John Candy was Barf. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anyway, did we mention? Did we mention Rick Moranis? Yes. As as uh, as big help. Dark uh, helmet. Dark helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very, very good. We've gone to plaid. It's very, very good. Anyway, so we're wondering why the puzzle didn't show up, and he says, "I write the puzzle You've for the week on part. Thursday night into the wee hours of Friday. It gets posted a week later on Friday, and that's the day it shows up in people's mailboxes too." The Brian Wilson clue. Reliever who closed out the Giants World Series victory and who recently said this, I'd like to be a crossword clue one day. I want my clue to be down, not across. The down ones are usually harder. How sweet would that be? Is in the puzzle coming out this Friday, clue 25 down. And, and by sure this enough, Friday, he means five days ago. Last Friday. Yeah. But it's there, and 25 down is, in fact, Brian Wilson, which is awesome. Yes. Also, news from Peter Gordon, Fireball Crosswords is coming back in 2011. Yes. Go to fireballcrosswords.com for more info. So yeah. enough people signed up, he'll be able to make money from it, which is great. Yep. It's a great puzzle. Comes out. Now it's not going to come out. It's not going to be, be less quite than every 50. week because he's going to do 40 next year. Well, there wasn't quite every week this year. Well, I think he did 50, not that's, 52. That's almost, that's bi-weekly. <laughs> yes, it's bi-weekly. Uh, we have some news from the Oracle. This is not answers this time. The Oracle has said... Uh, the Oracle is, of course, Mike Knopfnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of last week's Thursday and Friday puzzle. And the contest. Uh, and the... Not the contest, no. No, no, the, the, the New York Times contest. Oh, yes, I thought you meant our contest. Oh, and you can go to Wordplay, uh, and it's got a whole 
backstory of how that happened. Yeah, we're not going to report that because we would just be re-reporting someone else's news. I'm sure you guys have already gone to work. I'm sure. This is like ancient, ancient But if you haven't and you wanted to know, that's where you find that information. Yeah, and it's wordplay.jimhorn.willshorts.newyorktimes.patrickmerrill.edu. <laughs> uh, so the Oracle... I'm not usually in the habit of doing this, but I gotta mention something that Ryan said in episode 124. Oh, right. This is at calling one point, out a mistake. Yeah, at one point during the conversation about the Syracuse mascot, he uses the phrase, begs the question, in the wrong way. Contrary to popular belief, the phrase, begs the question, does not mean raises the question. Someone begs the question when they assume a fact is true in order to prove that it is true. Use it, so use it. Begs the question? Yeah. I don't really know how, because I, I don't quite understand I don't, under, I don't quite understand this either. Someone begs the question. So I don't think you say begs the question. I think it's just something you do. But people do say it. In reaction to things that have previously been said. So that, that begs the question, that blah, blah, blah. I, I, guess, I guess if you state something to be a fact, uh-huh. and it may or may not be, and you actually show no evidence that it is a fact, uh-huh. then what you've done begs the question. It begs finding out whether that's actually true. Okay, so I used it incorrectly. Yes. I believe that. I believe that, too. I, I, I have no problem with that. Wonderful. The Thank con- you. The contest of the... Oh, I was just going to plow right on. Oh, go You want to thank somebody? I was going to say thank you to the Oracle okay. for pointing out my mistake. Thank you very much, Oracle. The contest of then was from Commissioner Peter Gordon and Tuplethread. What seven-letter island becomes a seven-letter word when you shift the final letter 13 places in the alphabet... Antigua and anti-gun. Anti-gun. Is that a word? I don't know. Apparently it is. Anti-gun. Anti-gun. Yeah. Our winner, let's uh, find out. Neville Fogarty. Neville Fogarty. Neville Fogarty has won the contest. Neville Fogarty has a very fun blog. Neville Fogarty is a very fun person. He is. Neville Fogarty is great. He's got got a fun blog. It's called Neville Takes Brooklyn. I don't know the exact address. It's something like that. But but search for Neville Takes Brooklyn. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, he's he's it's terrific. He seems like a great guy. Yes. All right, the contest of now. So write us Neville and tell us what you want, and then you will send. No, just actually, what you do is write to me. Yeah, you don't tell me what you want. You just tell me where to send it. Trip pain. Contest of Now. The Contest of Now comes from Todd Gross. Todd El Bingo Gross. That's right. There is, this is the contest. There is a potent potable with a two-word name. That, if you remove the last two letters and squish the two words into one, in other words, remove the space between them, you get the name of a European city. For instance, you could take Mai Tai, which is a... A, a potent potable. Yeah. If you remove the last two letters and squish it into one word, so you remove the A and the I and squish it into one word, you get mate, M-A-I-T. Not, as far as I know, a European city. So Mai Tai actually is not a correct No, answer. but it's just an example. He's, so you he's take, demonstrating how you, how you uh, uh, manipulate the right. words. Okay. Right. So, so, so if Diet Coke was a yep. potent potable, yes. take out the K-E, then, yes, you, get then you get Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. Which is not a European You're city. Yeah, a European so, okay, city. So we got to figure out where that European, you know, what that drink is. Right. So name the cocktail. Yes. And if you uh, need a password for this week's contest, if you need to write to us and ask us what is this week's contest, I couldn't understand it. The password this week is Lollapitas. Lollapazulapitas. Okay. Pazutapitas Lala. You're not saying it. Fita Pazalavula. Vuvuzelapitas. Vuvuzela. It sounds like what you're saying is vuvuzela penis. 
Oh no! I know it's not. That's what you're not saying, the password. But that's what you're saying. So the password is anything that we have said in the last forty seconds. All right. All right. Sounds good enough. All squinched together. That's right. You squinch them all together, and they make <laughs> and a take European off the city. Last two letters. <laughs> and maybe it's a it's a city in Bosnia and Herzegovina. One country. One two country. Words. Two words. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. I have a friend who actually calls me Brian and Simmet. And yet I am still one person. You are still one person. But my friend Joyce Pazuti calls me Brian Ann Simmons. Joyce Lollapazula Pazuti? <laughs> Joyce Lollapazula Pazuti. Uh, look, on the horizon, it's a thunder and God. And he <laughs> is one person. Monday, November 8th, by John Dunn. John Dunn. What is this puzzle about? This is like <laughs> things that you grab, things that you hold. Commonplace utterance, 64 across. Commonplace utterance or a description of three other things in the puzzle. Uh, catchphrase, and then seize the day, grab a bite to eat, capture the flag. Okay. Did you ever play capture the flag as a kid? I played uh, flag football. It's not the same thing at I all. I realize that. Capture but... the flag is there's a flag at one end of the field, and there's a flag at the other end of the field. Right. And your team starts opposite the flag you need to get, and then you have to run across. But... You have to avoid your teammates, because like, if they tag you, you have to freeze in place, or you're out of bounds, or I don't know what. And then you have to get the flag and get it back to your own home territory. It's a horrible game. Tuesday! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tuesday, November 9th, by Daniel A. Finnan's Rainbow. Daniel A. Finnan's Rainbow. This was odd. This was uh, kind of a quote puzzle, sort of. Uh, The quote is in circled letters, and it kind of rambles around the middle of the grid. Wait, what uh, does it do? What does it do around the middle of the grid? It rambles. No, actually, I think maybe what it does is wander. Read the quote. No, I'm going to. Read read. the quote. I am going to. Okay. Not all those who wander Ah. are lost. Ah, and it comes from, and this is also in the puzzle, J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. Yes. I just thought this was odd. This was it just is odd. Out of left field. It does seem kind of random and strange. Um, so... Not really sure why it merited being in the New York Times. Will Shorts, are you, are, you, are you lacking a good supply of Tuesday puzzles? It's not that this one was bad, it just seems sort of random. It is very random. Uh, Wednesday, November 10th, by Samuel A. Donaldson. Samuel Donaldson has... Sam Donaldson. We've talked to him before. He, he has a whiteboard of all of the thing, all of the clues and answers we don't like of his. He came in second in the E-Division. Maybe. I just remember yeah. he, has a, he has a whiteboard in his office where he tracks all of the words we don't like from his puzzles. He's ginormous. Isn't Sam Donaldson the ginormous guy? No. Who put ginormous in the puzzle? Oh, 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 oh. I'm not saying he's physically ginormous. <laughs> he's physically very normal. But I'm saying, isn't he the one that put ginormous in a puzzle and, and sent me into three weeks of misery? Maybe. Okay. I don't remember. Was that you, Sam Donaldson? or was that Nicole Hirsch, who, who was that? Yeah. Uh, somebody. Uh, what do we have? We have uh, people whose names start with two of the same letter. E.E. E. Cummings, H.H. H. Monroe, W.W. W. Jacobs. Never heard of W.W. W. Jacobs. Who is that? I don't know. I don't either. What's the clue? What does the clue say? Uh, 46 across, The Monkey's Paw author. W.W. Jacobs. Uh, 2007 A.L. Cy Young winner. C.C. Sabathia. That's right. I was able to enter that with no crossings. Good for you. This was fine. This was a Tuesday puzzle for me. This seemed kind of Tuesday-like. A little bit. Yeah. 
<laughs> short that and was, sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Really do it for me. Uh, Thursday, November 11th, by Andrew Zhao. This was Veterans Day. The puzzle wasn't Veterans Day, but the day was Veterans Day. This was completely... This was very... This made my brain hurt. I thought this would make your brain hurt. Uh, first of all, um, I had to do this on the computer. So if I, if I feel like if I had it on paper and I was able to manipulate the paper yeah. around... Um, I was able to... Okay, well, first of all, the, the theme was... It was very cool. Uh, for instance, I'll just... Do a, 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 try, try to stay in your mic a little better, if you could. I'll just do no, it. No, I'm not. I'll, you know what I mean. I'll just say. Don't be a, don't be a jackass. I'll just, just say. The, I'll give an example. To. Twenty cross antimicrobial bit in mouthwashes. The answer, of course, of course, yeah. is zinc ion. Yeah. Which uh, who the hell knows that? But the it is written out in the puzzle as N H Z U H O Z. Because well, the clue also says, says ninety degrees. Yeah. So you turn, you rotate the entire clue, the entire answer, 90 degrees, and then it spells, and then it spells out zinc ion. Very, yeah. very cool. It is very cool. My main issue with it is that it, it insists upon eyes with serifs, which I don't it like. It insists upon well, itself. Well, it does, because the H rotates and becomes a capital I. Yes. Which I don't like, because then if I rotate the puzzle, it doesn't... My H doesn't look like a capital I because I don't use serifs on my eyes. Right. So I didn't like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. It's. I. I hear what you're saying. I, but, I did not care for that. But I, my problem with the puzzle was I felt that the, the 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 construct of the puzzle made it have a lot of crappy entries. It kind of did because it needed a lot of Z's to become N's. Yeah. And H's to become I's, which I, may be a nice thing for uh, Andrew Zhao, or Zhu, I don't know how we say his name, right? Isn't his name all rotatable letters? Oh, yeah. If yeah. you rotate it, it becomes... I, I actually did rotate his name to see whether actually he had a different name, that if you rotate it... Yeah. I, I imagine it's probably Zhao. But that, that's why... Isn't that why uh, Peter Griffin doesn't like The Godfather? Because it insists upon itself? Oh, does it? I don't remember that. <laughs> Is that from Aida? I think it is. Friday! It's my turn. Friday, November 12th, by Barry C. Silk. Friend. Oh! Phew! <laughs> That's you! Uh, Friday, November 12th, by somebody, Barry C. Silk, friend and confidant of Doug. <laughs> of Doug Peterson. Make it stop. Then you just have to not push anything. Uh, I can't help myself. Anyway, Barry has made a puzzle that I could solve half of. I got half of this puzzle and not the other half. Yeah, that's about the truth of it. All right. Uh, oddly enough, I got uh, Alexander 1, uh-huh. almost with no crossings. Not sure how I pulled that out of my butt. Uh, my Pleasure, got that very easily. My Pleasure, these long ones, that was pretty good. Catacombs, got that. <laughs> Couldn't get things like Oreo Cookie, Safety Belt, Dasher. I should have well, known those. He, Couldn't get them. I was helped by the fact that I know Barry C. Silk. And yep. then I know he did not go to Lollapazoola because he was going to a Beach Boys concert. Uh-huh. So one across was some, one standing by the ocean's roar in a nineteen sixty. I figured song. that was a Beach Boys song. Ah, and it turns out it was Surfer Girl. Was that I, a Beach Boys song? I don't know, but Brian it's Wilson, Beach Boy esque. Well, oh, Brian Wilson, with yeah, his, of the Giants, of Anaheim, <laughs> of the Jets. <laughs> uh, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Saturday. This is how the Beatles started, I'm telling you. Uh, John, do you have your iPod? He would say. Well, I'll tell you this. Your British accent has improved. Last year, your British accent sounded like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I know. I, 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 it's in a different register. I like that. Saturday, November 13th, by Mark the Dentist Deal. This was difficult, but It's I, Mark Deal DDS. We already have a The Dentist on this show. Oh, sorry. Mark Deal DDS, who is an actual dentist. That's right. You know what, Mark? Where do you practice? I don't know that he's an actual dentist. All we know is that he's dressed like a dentist in his picture. Mark Deal, if you're an actual dentist, I need some work done. This was a difficult puzzle, uh, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, calisthenics for show-offs. Clap push-ups. Uh, sock monkeys was in here. In a panic. Wire spoke. Wire spoke I didn't like so much. Yeah, I looked at this puzzle for ten minutes, got no clues, and gave up. And that was good. Yep. I liked it. I'm sure it was good. River raft. This I was good. Do it. 29 down. Rapid transit. Yeah. River raft. That's, that's cute. Alright. I cute. liked it. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, you already did that one. I Wait, did already do that one. Sorry. Uh, I'll do this one. Oh, that's not that. Oh, that's not that either. Oh, there we go. Took me a couple of guesses. It did. Uh, Sunday by Sunday, November 14th, uh, my nephew Gavin's birthday. This puzzle was designed, however, by Patrick Berry. Patrick Berry. One Patrick, of the Patricks. One, one of, of the, the Puzzlin' Patricks. Well, one of the Puzzlin' Patricks, also one of the uh, members of Three Barrels, creator of Spell It, the iPhone have you, app. Have you, have you Spell it. bought that app? Yes. You yes, I've played it. I've played. You like it better than I've played Fruit like Ninja? the first uh, twenty levels, maybe of stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like it. So Patrick Berry's puzzle here, double headers. It's called double headers. This is a little bit of a, of a mind twist as well. We've got uh, regular phrases that are then split up by the same word in two places, and it makes a whole new concept. So uh, twenty three across factors to consider while trying to sleep on a campout, bedrock and bedroll. Right. So bedrock, because there's rocks on the grounds. Bedroll, because that's your sleeping bag. Rock and roll is an actual pre-existing thing. So bedrock and bedroll is the answer to this clue. Did I kind of do that? Sure. It's a confusing thing. It was confusing. We also had fire, water, fire hazard. That was in there. Buck naked, buckeye. I like that one. Big wheel of big cheese. Okay. Dead wood, dead duck. What's a wood duck? I don't is that know. a thing? Is it a is it a like a phone? Is, that, is it a wood duck? Is a phone? Don't they have ducks shaped as phones? I think it's funny. it's phones shaped like ducks. But uh, we had trash can, we trash talk, and uh, blue crab, bluegrass. Yeah. On the subject of other blue things, do you have a blue ray player? Can you play blue rays? Yes, I can. Is yours any good? Ours sucks. Ours kind of sucks. Ours too. totally sucks. We have to download new software for it all the time. And then it still doesn't play some of the discs. We Our, ours plays stuff fine. I, just, I don't like the interface. We bought the Toy Story 3 Blu-ray. Can't watch any of the bonus features. That's no good. No. We watched the movie, and that was lovely. Did you download the update? Yeah, we downloaded the update, and there's no more updates available. Now we can't watch the bonus features. I don't understand why, why that would be. I don't get it. And from what I understand, from what little I've researched about this, most of the problems have to do with the fact that these... Disc makers design bizarrely confusing menus. It's all just about menu manipulation. Not actually about playing the video. That part would work fine. But we can't access it because the menus don't work. 
Seriously? Like, they have to make weird, bizarre menus? Why? Right. It's, part, it's of, part of the experience. It's a VCR. Part of the experience. I don't like the experience. Well, just play it.